0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another English Link Podcast. Hi there. Steve's joining me, Mark, again. Uh, Today, um, I guess we thought we'd talk about uh, speaking a new
1: language. Well, yeah, I've had some (coughs) questions um, on my blog, and I'm in fact going to do a video for YouTube on the subject. One of my uh, readers said, you know, I've been studying the way we recommend... In other words, you say for YouTube, YouTube approached you to do a video for them? <laughs> I turned them down. No. I, I occasionally put up videos right. on YouTube about language learning. Lingo <laughs> Steve, if you want to go and look for me. Uh, and uh, I have a bit of a following there, and so this person said, would you please talk a little bit about how do you get from input to output? In other words, we say that you want to build up your vocabulary, build up your familiarity with the language. We have all kinds of tools at Link that help you do that, but People, some people say, you know, I know so many words, but I can't use them. I can't speak. Now, how do you get to speaking? So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that, my experience, but also your experience, because mm-hmm. uh, you played hockey in German-speaking countries, Ita- Italy, uh, in Japan, and, and, of course, you didn't have link. You didn't spend your time reading up and increasing your vocabulary, and yet mm-hmm. you were in a situation where you had to communicate with your teammates. Right. So let's just first of all deal with that sort of uh, defensive communication, in a yeah. way. social communication. I just
0: wanted to say that you, you definitely do hear the comment from people that uh, you know I understand everything, I, I I I know the vocabulary, blah blah blah, but I can't, I just can't speak. I need to, uh, so What can I do? I need to speak, and I guess that's what uh, we hope to touch on today. Um, my experience, yeah, I mean. Wherever I was, I was in a situation where you know some some of my teammates would have spoken English, but uh, you know wherever you are, if you're in a especially in an environment that's uh, in another language, the 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 more you can interact with the, the locals, uh, the more you're going to get out of it. So while well, I I certainly wouldn't consider myself fluent in in, or in those languages. Any of the languages in the countries where I where I where I played, uh, I, after a fashion, I was able to communicate and interact. And uh, a, I got more out of it. And I guess um, partly because uh, you know, whenever I was talking to my teammates, for the most part, it was in the in the uh, dressing room or in the rink or in around uh, or hockey-related in that kind of an environment. The the um, scope of the vocabulary that i that i that was being used was probably fairly narrow, so that uh, there was a lot of repetition there and after a while, you start to pick up what 's what 's happening and, and
1: start to be able to interact and so you 're basically learning from them the expressions that they use mm-hmm. and if you 're talking about hockey, of course, you know very well what they 're talking about it 's a right. very familiar context, mm-hmm. and even if you 're out having a beer or something mm-hmm. again, the context is 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 somewhat limited you 're familiar with it you 're hearing what they 're saying. And slowly, and and you're in a situation where they're your friends, so right. you're not you're not afraid, right? And, and so you, then you speak, so right. you're not intimidated. It's a familiar context. You have a limited range of tools that you can use, and <coughs> yeah. you use them over and over and over again. That's right. And that, in a sense, just the mere fact that you're speaking in their language even if you're saying things that are completely stupid which you weren't of course (laughs) of course not or if you're saying things that are completely grammatically wrong it doesn't matter right you're communicating with your buddies with your teammates it's a very nice scenario and we have often said that uh, we find that say Russian hockey players that come Mm -hmm. to North America to play hockey professionals Mm -hmm. uh, very quickly they speak English much better Mm -hmm. than some professor of nuclear physics uh, (laughs) who gives a course at the university that no one can understand right yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, so, you, you see that all the time, and I guess. So, that, how does that then relate to to if say your objective is not to talk very simply about, <laughs> you know, a very limited context, but to actually be able to to communicate on a wide variety of subjects, to become mm-hmm. fluent, so that right. one person, you don't know what they're going to talk about. It right. may not be uh, a context that you're very familiar with. Right. It and could then be I anything. guess, uh,
0: the uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't stay very long in any of those places, but if I had, uh, I would gradually uh, be exposed to more and more uh, different vocabulary, and, uh, you know, if, if you're in an environment where you're surrounded by that language 24 hours a day, and... Uh, I guess you start reading in that in in that, in that language and so on. You're you're gradually going to expand the uh, the range of things that you can you can talk about and your vocabulary. But
1: uh, that isn't the situation for most people. No, but I think what also happens <coughs> is even where you have people who are in an environment where they can use the language all the time, or maybe they're obliged to use the language, such as immigrants, mm-hmm. they will also develop a sort of a defensive level, right? And it's and very often they'll develop patterns or phrases that in fact are not accurate right. and because they started, in my view, started speaking too much too soon mm-hmm. they developed bad habits Right, and so what I'm going to say in my video and, and what I believe is that that uh, speaking is... To, to speak, to learn to speak well, you have to speak. Mm-hmm. At some point eventually you have to speak. Right. You can't just continue listening and reading. Right. But if you are trying to speak when you have very little familiarity with the language, very little sense of the language, very few words, uh, you're not familiar with how the words change according to tense or case in some cases. If you don't have these tools, then you you, you can get kind of locked into some sort of defensive phrases. Mm-hmm. So, my feeling is that at an early stage in learning a language you don't need to speak very much you can speak a little and as I say speaking a little or writing a little it helps you make it helps make you a little more observant mm-hmm. of the language it helps you become aware of where your gaps are but you still have to get that from the listening and reading but now let's say that you spent a year or six months depending on the language in my case for Russian two years mostly listening and reading now I want to speak
0: mm-hmm.
1: well I have a, I have a lot of potential Words that I can use. I know a lot of words passively. Now to start using them, I got to use them. Right. So I think at that point you do have to start speaking.
0: Now how do you use them? I guess that's do you do you make a little list and say I'm going to start using these words, or do they just all of a sudden it cr- comes out of your mouth in the conversation? You're about to hey I can use hey there's that word I've been I've been learning. Uh, I'm going to use that word, or do you consciously make
1: a list of words you want to try and use in a in a session? You know, I found that uh, now that uh, I've started talking with my two tutors at Link, mm-hmm. um, I just find that I'm I'm starting to be able to use certain words, mm-hmm. and some of them that I think I know and that I understand, and I think that I know how to pronounce them. When I try to pronounce them, they just come out there. I my tongue is tied in a knot mm-hmm. and I can't say them. Right. Uh, but then my tutors point out the problems, or uh, you know. Uh, uh, particularly in our writing in our in our either yeah in our discussions I'll get a report and I'll study that mm-hmm. if I write then I can be even more adventurous mm-hmm. using words that I'm not sure what they mean and then right. I get a correction and and so all of this is helping me but it's not enough if I wanted to become very fluent in russian at some point, I'd have to go to Russia for a month and speak a lot of Russian right. in order to become very fluent. The other thing, just to carry on, one thing that I was told, I went to an evening here. They had a, they have this Philosopher's Cafe here in Vancouver, which mm-hmm. is normally in English run out of libraries and places like that. People get together and talk about different subjects. I went to one. I saw that there was a Russian language one, so I was right. all excited. I went to the, the Philosopher's Cafe, and I didn't do too badly. Mm-hmm. And one person said, you know, you speak Russian much more, nat- you say you make mistakes, but you speak more naturally than people who have been to a course. Mm-hmm. Because people who have been to a course are very concerned about getting the right case and right. the right this and the right that. So they're constantly, is it, uh, you know, do They're trying to make sure they get it right. When I speak, I don't worry at all about getting it right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am interested now. When I'm learning uh, mm-hmm. in our system, I'm tagging for gender, for case. I'm studying it. But when I speak, I don't even worry right. about it. Whatever comes out, comes out.
0: Well, and and I find half the time, the more you spent time you spend worrying and trying to get it right, you're actually better off letting it come out because it's, it's actually in you. You've heard it enough that right. the chances are it's actually going to come out right. If you it, just kind of let it go and yeah. just
1: kind of go for it. Actually, you know, letting it go, I think for pronunciation for everything, the more you let it go, mm-hmm. and that's the most difficult thing for adults to do, mm-hmm. children don't mind. Right. Children don't mind saying something stupid. Right. Children don't mind being childish. <laughs> you know, yes. adults do. Yeah. So, I think that's it. And the other thing, I think, too, is just to build up. I also think, you know, there's uh, one of my favorite sort of educators or people who talk about education is Rubem Alves. I always talk right. about him when I was learning Portuguese. And he said that that an educator, the main job of an educator is to create hunger. Right. So, when you build up this vocabulary and you build up phrases and you build up uh, some knowledge of how the language works, comes a point when you want to speak. Mm-hmm. It's almost starting to explode out of you. you got to get to that point where you want to speak. Right. You want to find people and you want to talk at them. Mm-hmm. And if it's wrong, it doesn't matter. Right. So, no longer is the teacher saying, you know, say this right. and you're afraid that you're going to be judged and it'll yeah. be wrong. No. I've now got so much in me right. that I want to... I Put it out right, there, right? Although
0: having said that, I mean, I still think, like the first few times I signed up to speak French, I was a little bit, you know, nervous. I hadn't, done, I hadn't spoken French, uh, so y- you know, I don't know if it was necessarily I had this burning desire to use it. Whereas I thought, you know, I just have to do it because once I've done it once or twice, and and which was the case, you do it after the first time. It's, you're much more relaxed. Actually, I did fine. I did fine. I can, I can carry on a conversation. Yeah, I, I, have, I stumble at times, but, but uh, I get confidence from being able to carry on a conversation and every time feel like more or less I'm improving all the time and obviously adding more vocabulary and improving comprehension all the time.
1: So uh, I still think that the language, the knowledge of the language comes from the listening and reading, mm-hmm. but you have to develop the skill of, of retrieving what you've learned, right. and so you do have to speak, and you and do the have to write. And the confidence that you can. And the confidence that you can. So that's a specific skill. Mm-hmm. There is another one that, the, this is a little bit maybe, uh, you know, uh, far-fetched, but I did some reading a while back about mirror neurons. Mm-hmm. Now it is true, when they measure people's brains and see what the neurons are doing, uh, if you are a piano player, and you hear someone play the piano, the mirror neurons will fire the same way, whether you are listening to the piano or playing the piano. Right. But this only works if you are a piano player. Mm-hmm. So uh, my logic tells me, if you are someone who has practiced speaking the language, then when you hear the language, it is doing more for developing your ability in your brain, these mirror neurons. So in a sense, starting to do a little bit of speaking without worrying about how accurate you are, Mm -hmm. that really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you're trying to speak. Right. And that develops your ability to observe the language Mm -hmm. and to develop the ability eventually to use it again. So I think the speaking, however much you struggle and stumble, as long as your goal is not to be perfect, Mm -hmm. as long as you're not afraid, then the speaking is a good thing to do, and as more as you become more confident, as you have more, you know, vocabulary, well, you end up doing more of it. But eventually, you do have to do a lot in order to be able to speak fluently. You do right. have to speak. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no question. Right. But I mean, I think, um,
0: you know, you say you'd have to go to Russia for a month, but probably after a day or two in Russia. You'd be feeling pretty good, and yeah, you're, you're. There's, there'll be room for improvement, but you'll right. probably feel like you, you can deal with with most situations. And uh...
1: what I find is this: uh, where I go, let's say I was recently in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first couple of days, you find you, you've ramped up. Now you've really improved. Right. Then you might hit a plateau and feel you're not doing very
0: well. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's not an even thing. Right. And of course, you don't know whether you're not doing as well. You just think you're not doing as well. Right. And, uh, but at the end of the two weeks that I was in Germany, then I come back, I know that my German has improved. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, too, is that the two weeks that I didn't spend on my Russian, my Russian has improved. <laughs> right. This is, I'm sorry, and a lot of people have confirmed this. Yeah. This benign neglect of the language that you're mm-hmm. really working on. And I think the reason is, again, from my reading of, of how the brain works, the brain likes fresh things, it likes new things, it's mm-hmm. stimulating for it. So, to some extent, the more you spend, you know, hammering in, uh, in, trying to remember Russian cases and stuff, and it's just not going anywhere, or at least you don't think it's doing anything for you. Mm -hmm. Then you go away from that for two weeks, do another language, it's fresh, it's stimulating, you come back, and what do you know, you've also improved in the other language. Mm -hmm. But we go round and round in circles on this.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: But again, it would be interesting to, to hear from other people mm-hmm. on on how they uh, how they find their experience. How do you get from from this input based learning, which I'm quite convinced is how we learn, mm-hmm. and we don't learn from theoretical explanations. I mean, we can review tables, we can review rules, but fundamentally we learn by hearing it often enough. Right. But then, how to convert that into using it correctly? And and because there are a lot of
0: people that say, "Oh, I, I just need to speak. I just need to to um, to." Uh, uh have conversations uh and i guess we're saying you do need to uh have conversations in your in your target language but we're sh- we, we're not saying that that you don't still need to do the other like the listening and reading and vocabulary review is still the core that's where you're really making your improvement and and the speaking is yes to 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 be able to start to transfer that knowledge and and to give yourself the confidence
1: uh, and the other thing too is to speak you need to speak it's a full time job you're right. talking to someone Right. Uh, my listening I can do it driving home I right. can do it doing the dishes uh, so it's a lot easier to organize mm-hmm. and so it's it's inexpensive it's easy to organize it's practical it's effective so that's where I spend 70-80% of my time mm-hmm. but uh, I do enjoy now the opportunity to speak in Russian right. and if there were more um, Russian speakers around I'd do more of it
0: mm-hmm. yep well, so, I think that uh,
1: we kind of went round and round with that. Kind covers that, and uh, yeah, we would like some feedback and then some different opinions. Mm-hmm. Let us
0: know. Let us know how how you've uh, done either on on your your uh, first attempts at, at trying to speak in in English or or in another language, and uh, and uh, ongoing experiences you have uh, well, trying that's to speak right, English. The
1: drive to fluency. I mean, this mm-hmm. is we hear a lot from people who who are quite far along in the language, but would like to be better. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I would just maybe leave with. You know? You're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're always going to make mistakes. So it's good that you feel that you want to be better, but don't ever expect you're going to be perfect.
0: Well, and, and, and really the same holds true in your own language. You're always improving your ability in your own language. I mean, that's... Uh, you don't realize it maybe necessarily, but uh, right. uh, you know, old people, usually older people speak better than younger people just because they've been speaking the language for longer. That's just...
1: Because of our education system. (laughs) That's another (laughs) subject. (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk to you all another time. All right. Bye for now. Bye-bye.